This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Talk, the masterclass. Exactly. It's 11.35. I'm sucking on a lozenger, so please just forgive me. I think I've got a croaky throat. Let's talk about buying things on auction. Uh, there are online auctions. I know many people buy their cars on a physical auction site. And there are many other ways in which you can sell or buy property assets uh, using an auction. So let's talk about this process. I must say I've always been very, very skeptical. I guess I just don't understand how it works. I've always thought it's this very romantic thing that has this auctioneer, very, you know, a cavalier auctioneer uh, at the podium speaking very, very fast. But actually, how does it work? How do you pay a deposit? Uh, when do you get your goods? Can you get financing for the auction? Uh, can you get financing for the property you've just bought at the auction? Um, yeah, and uh, is it the best possible way? Uh, of buying, particularly real estate. Butomi Jones is the Managing Director at Tirani Auctioneers. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's lovely to have you. So let's just talk basically in simple terms. What is an auction? Well, an auction really is just a method of sale. It's a way to dispose of assets uh, by increasing the return for that asset. Um, and you, you do that by leveraging the demand. Butoni, we've got a real problem with your line. So I think um, I'm not sure whether you're sitting down or you're next to a window or whether you've been load shared. I'm not sure what's going on. But can we try just to get you on a more stable line? Okay. Okay. We'll just take a moment. I'll also suck on my lozenger and then we'll be back. Getting you what you need to know. Power Talk. Weekdays 9 a.m. to noon on Power 98.7. All right, so Butoni Jones, good morning. Good morning. That's much, much better. I was saying, okay, firstly, just the definitions. What's an auction? Okay, uh, so an auction is just a method of sale. It's a way to dispose of assets and you use the market and demand to just maximize the returns for assets. So you're not alone in, you know, feeling intimidated by the auction process. Live auctions really are quite a spectacle. Uh, you have these auctioneers, as you rightly said, and they bit calling. They talk very fast. It's very loud, very fast paced. So if you're new to the auction scene, it can be quite an intimidating mm. process. Um, so I wanted to use a more topical example just to demonstrate to you that you don't just sell cars and houses and art on auction. It's just it's a method of sale. Mm. So um, I know that you enjoy Lerato, um a hands-on experience when talking all things business. I'm obviously talking about your uh, talking business Africa segment. So I wanted to use airtime as an example of how auctions work. So right. let's let's sell airtime to advertisers, right? So the first thing you'd need to do when you're conducting an auction is to understand the market. So who do you sell airtime to? You sell it to corporates, to you know retail operators, to people who have a marketing budget where they want to reach your listeners to sell their products or to market their, their business. So that's who we're selling to. Now we have to understand what the reserve price is. So what is the reserve price for an auction? That's basically what the seller is willing to accept as a minimum for that asset being sold. So it doesn't mean that, you know, you are putting this price out there and the buyers know. You're just saying, this is the minimum I'm willing to accept if I'm selling this auction on asset, um, this asset on auction. 
Mm. Once you have your reserve, you're able to then set up starting price. Because when you go to an auction and people see a price and they're asking us, is this price I'm seeing what you're selling it for? And they don't understand why that amount keeps going up, right? So you have a starting price and that gets you towards your reserve. And it doesn't mean you stop when you get to the reserve. You can surpass the reserve because obviously there's demand and demand drives competition. So you put your starting price at a reasonable uh, um, base based on your research. You don't want to have a reserve, let's say, for instance, for our airtime, we'll sell it for 100,000. Mm. You don't want the starting price at, a, at 100 rand because that means there's so much distance that you've created between your starting price and your reserve. You're going to either have to have big increments, so you move every bid by 20,000 rand, or you have a slow-paced auction because you're moving at a slower yeah. increment to get to that 100,000. Okay. So now you've established your, your, your market, you've established your reserve, now you need to reach that market. Then comes advertising. So advertising is a huge component of um, auctions where we have to reach the, the target market that we have identified for. You don't want to advertise this airtime to more business owners who don't have the budget for, you know, um, this airtime. And now you end up attracting people who are not going to compete in an auction. So mm-hmm. advertising is a crucial component of auctions. Then it's the method of the auction, whether it's live or it's online. Now we spoke about a bid caller standing up there and calling bids. These days you find uh, a preference for online auctions um, where it's run by system. It's basically the same thing. The system is the auctioneer. It regulates the bids and it regulates the time in which the auction begins and ends. And you, you know, before that, you register the buyers, they pay a deposit, okay. and um, then you conduct that auction. Okay. Um, collection. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, so collection then happens after the auction where you uh, the auctioneer invoices the buyer and collects the proceeds. Then it's settlement where we pay the seller and then it's dispatch. And that is communicated through rules of auction and it differs for different, uh, you know, uh, um, assets where for vehicles you may be given 14 days to collect. For a property, there's an OTP process that may take 30 days to conclude. For livestock, maybe you need to go and capture that livestock and that may take 14 to 20 days. So all of that is communicated in the rules of auction as far as dispatch is concerned. So in a nutshell, that's our auction. That's a pretty works. big nutshell. So I'd like to break it down, please. Crack it open and let's break uh, it down. Okay, so the first thing I, I cottoned on is the reserve price. So the reserve yes. price is somebody selling something and they're not willing to accept less than this. So let's yes. use let's use uh, selling a car or a house at an auction, okay? Because mm-hmm. I think all of us have had some kind of experience with that. And you say, I bought this, my beloved car, I fixed it up, I pimped my ride. I am not willing to sell my car for less than 200000 So by the time you get there, you say, that is what I'm willing to accept. So the auction knows that the reserve price is 200000 and you need to build up a clientele or a system where people are going to bid somewhere in the region of 200000 Correct. Correct. Okay, now but it can't be 200 rand because it's too far from 200,000. So, so you shouldn't be marketing your car to people who only have at their disposal 200 rand, 2,000 rands. It's too big a gap. Absolutely. So so you've, you've explained it perfectly. Okay. And um, the thing about a reserve is that it's determined by the circumstances as well. So if we uh, do vehicle auctions on behalf of the banks, where it's repossessed vehicles. Mm. So as the owner of that vehicle, you're no longer in control of that process. The bank will determine just, the amount just, that you just, want. Just, just stay with me, please, Butomi. We'll talk about 
when your property is being auctioned as a result of your debt to the bank. We just still just want to talk auction. Nobody owes anybody anything. You're just mm-hmm. selling your car and you want to okay. sell your car, your beautiful vintage car mm-hmm. for 200,000 rands. So you've got to find a system in which you're going to advertise that car and people who come to the bid must know we are talking about a 200,000 rand car. We're not talking about a 20,000 rand sale or a 2,000 rand sale. So people yes. who come must be able to pay in the region of 100 to 200,000 rands. Absolutely. And the beauty of vehicle auctions is that there is a base for us to work on. We have you know, um, trade and retail for the vehicles that we sell. So you're able to give buyers an indication of what the trade for that vehicle is. And trade means what you would get if you were to trade the car in right. some rent value. And retail is what you would p- expect to pay for this vehicle if you walk yeah, onto a sales floor and you buy this vehicle. Okay. So it's a good basis for us to say you're buying within the expected region for the trade or the retail of this vehicle. So vehicle auctions are, are, are quite okay. simple in that there is a metric for you to use in terms of the reserve. Price. Okay. And so, and so, so if you go in there and you're over ambitious and you're like my car two hundred thousand, mm-hmm. somebody's got, can evaluate whether the trading value and yes. the retail value for the same car are you in that right zone two hundred thousand? And if you're not, how do they advise you to say could you bring it down to one hundred and fifty thousand maybe? See, private sales are very sentimental. So you have loved this baby. You know, you've bought this car to your child. You know, <laughs> yeah. and so the, the uh, sellers who sell their own assets via auction, you get very sentimental and they tend to inflate, um, you know, the, the value that they have attributed yeah. to that particular asset. So we, we use those values, trade and retail, to try and bring them down to a more realistic uh, uh, zone because if you overprice your vehicle, you're not going to have a successful auction because the buyers educate themselves and we, we always promote uh. buyer education. We say to buyers, don't go to an auction without having done your homework first. But if they go onto your, your, your auction and you see you advertise this vehicle and you want your starting price is 300,000 rand mm. and they look at trade and retail and it's sitting at 200,000 rand, they're not going to participate in that auction because they know if the starting is 300,000 rand, the reserve is going to be 360, 380. So yeah. it's, you price yourself way out, out of, of that market, you know, yeah. demand and out of the market. So it's very important. That's why I said the research, finding out who your market is and establishing reserves is very important because you okay. can have a big auction and you won't sell anything if you haven't done the research. Okay, this is very helpful. So there's going to be an objective process of measuring the trade value, the retail value and your own price. So make sure that you're somewhere within a realistic zone or else you won't have a successful auction. Absolutely. Okay. We have, yeah. Okay. And so the next issue is you need to go in there as the buyer, having, being ready to pay a deposit. So the deposit yes. is what? It's 10% of the advertised value or what? No. So the deposit is just determined, uh, you know, by the, the auctioneer for the base, for the asset that's being sold. So for vehicles, you'll, pay between 500 to 10,000 rand for a deposit. Yeah. And for properties, you could pay between 10,000 and 50,000, sometimes 100,000 sure. based on the type of asset it is. And a deposit is just a way of filtering out serious and non-serious buyers because it's, you know, it's a lot of effort goes into putting in an auction and there's a lot of um, regulation we have to stick to in terms of the CPA. So we have to vet each and every single person who registers for an auction. You have to pay a deposit, you have to provide us your FICA documentation, and you have to sign the rules of auctions, which are the terms and conditions that govern the auction. So we can't have anybody coming in and, you know, this process is so labor-intensive, so admin-intensive, yeah. if they're not serious buyers. So a deposit says, I'm serious, 
Amheru buy. But the important thing to understand about a deposit, registration deposit, is that it's refundable. So okay. if you do not buy at the auction, you get your money back. Okay. All right. But it does commit you to the process. Otherwise, you'd be wasting a lot of time with people. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of effort and a lot of resources going towards mm. these auctions. We want to make sure that we don't have any people who are just coming there to just, you know, browse okay. the tire kickers. We want serious <laughs> buyers. <laughs> now, what happens if somebody's able to raise the deposit, is even able to bid, but at that point of sale, at the conclusion, um, there's an issue with settlement. How quickly do you need settlement? So auctions are cash transactions. So that means that you have to have the funds available, whether it's either finance, there is auction finance, where before the auction begins, you go through a process where they vet you, they give you an approval, and they say you can buy up until 500,000 rands. That's what you've been approved for. Mm. You come to the auction, you bid, you, you, you buy a, a car for 480,000 rands. We then deal directly with the auction finance house where they then um, you know, deal with your bank, so your preferred bank, and they handle the process from there. If you're buying cash, you have to have the cash with you. It's not a transaction where you must now have a period where you are working towards assembling the funds. So typically after an auction, we'll invoice, and within a seven-day period, we want to have collected, dispatched, and set up the seller. Mm-hmm. Okay. Auction finance, where do you get that? So there are uh, companies that offer auction finance, and what, what we typically do is we have them available on our auction sites. So when you come in and view a vehicle, because we do recommend, not recommend, we highly, highly encourage our buyers to come and view assets before they buy mm-hmm. on auction. Mm-hmm. So when you come to the auction site, we'll have our people on there, and auction finance houses do come and set up on site, where they then help you with the uh, application process. So it's a very simple process, same as going to a dealership and buying a before yeah. they handle it for you. The very, they hold your hand throughout the whole process. But you still need to have that anything between ten and 50,000 rands deposit when you walk in. Correct. So the deposit is not something you can finance. You have to have the deposit. Uh, but in terms of the finance, that can be done beforehand. And that's for properties as well. You can get auction finance to buy a property. Okay. So let's just get it clear. I'm thinking I want to buy a car. I'm yes. not going to buy a brand new car. I'm going to go to an auction house and buy the car. So I must first have my deposit on me. That one, I need to have it on me. And I register and that allows me to participate in the auction. Then I bid and I'm lucky and I get the car. Now the car costs 200,000 rands. I don't have 200,000 rands in cash. So auction finance kicks in to give me that 200,000 rands to buy the car. How would I prove that I'm good for that debt, for that financing? Yes, so auction finance, like any uh, other financing mechanism, they have to be issued. So you have to give them the pay slips, you have to give them all your secret documentation, the whole of this questionnaire you must answer. Um, so it's, it's, it's a whole formalized process. All of them are financial service providers, so they follow they follow you know, the recommendations and the guidelines mm. you know, within that framework to make sure that you qualify. And that's why they give you an amount. They say based on the debt you already have, your, your affordability is X. And that's what they guaranteed finance you for. So if you go over and above that, so let's say you get finance for approved for finance for ten thousand rand, and you buy a car for ten thousand rand, they're not going to now up it to ten thousand rand because your affordability is three hundred thousand rand. Okay, so but, so are you saying it's best when you walk into the auction? So the auction starts at ten o'clock. It's best to get there yeah. at nine o'clock. Prove, uh, you know, get your auction financing, get a, a benchmark. Then you know that even though you really want to buy a Porsche, you can actually only afford 
another car. And so, and so stay out of that 1 million rand range. You only can afford a car that's 300,000 rands because you've been vetted and assessed. Absolutely. So what we do is we have viewing days before the auction even starts. And that's probably two to three days before the auction. So you have plenty of time to come and to um, ask about finance. And the process is quite as soon as you contact them and they do the rating, then you get your number, you know your number. Now, it's important. We always tell our buyers, buy within a budget. Don't spend when it comes to auctions because auctions are put stores. It's as is, where is. So if you, find, if you buy a vehicle and it's got a dent or a scratch, budget um, uh, uh, and an allocation to fix those things. You know, So if you have mm. 200,000 rand, let's say you're buying cash, you have 200,000 rand. Don't buy for 200,000 rand. Buy for 150, 160 and have that 40 buffer to get new tires, fix mirror, you know, fix a dent and a scratch. Okay. And then you have a car that is, it feels new and it can be your new baby. Okay, so that term you used, footstruts, as is. Yes, as is, where is. So the, so the dealership or the auction house doesn't say, no, Lerato, you can't sell us a car that has no engine. We're not doing that. They don't have basic criteria and standards. So when it comes to auctions, you buy the, the asset as it is. There's no duty to repair. So what you see is what you get. That's why we encourage viewing. And you're allowed to come and view. You can bring a mechanic. You can bring your father, your uncle, anybody who knows vehicles to help you through the process. Mm-hmm. So you, you review this vehicle. We'll also give you know a, a list of any uh, defects that we are aware of. We also do diagnostics as well in our vehicles to just give you a basic understanding of the faults that we are aware of. You do your homework, then you decide, okay, I'm happy with this vehicle. You buy that vehicle. Once that vehicle leaves that lot and you've paid for it, there's no duty. You can't bring it back and say, I want you I know, a see. refund. Something has gone wrong. But you, there's a difference between auctions and between dealerships because dealerships fall under a, a different uh, code in terms of them having to provide warranty for, for their okay. Um, Okay. Because they suffer. There's a difference there. Okay. Auctions do not have warranties. There's no returns. Okay. It's as is where it's it is. higher risk, but uh, a good reward if you get a good product. Absolutely, which is why homework is key. Don't rush into things. Don't feel swept up in the moment and now you're so excited and you're bidding. You know, you should do your homework. And you should make sure you're, you're buying within a specific budget. We have been doing this for 22 years, so we're not in the business of trying to scam people yeah. or, or or hide things in vehicles. We okay. disclose what we can, but if you do your homework, you're going to be very uh, very happy with the outcome. Okay, so do your homework beforehand. Check your uh, qualifications for finance, and then always have a buffer because there's a chance that you might need to fix the car up, pimp it up, fix it, or there might be a defect and you want to make sure that part of that financing is addressing that. Absolutely. Okay. Now let's go to your initial point when you started. There are auctions that don't just involve a willing seller and a willing buyer. There are auctions where the bank has said, unfortunately, we are repossessing the asset. And I think all of us, are, most of us are in this realm. Most of us, we talk about my house, but actually... The bank owns your house until you've paid it back. And a couple of defaults and the bank comes in and repossesses the property and then goes to auction. How does that work? So the bank process is quite a lengthy process. And I don't know if people have gone through this uh, themselves, but there's a back and forth, you know, the whole process with the, the, the owner of the house to try and get them firstly to rehabilitate, to see if there's a way to salvage, you know, that particular bond. And once they get to the legal process and decide that this property is now going up for uh, auction, yeah. 
the auctioneer comes in. We get a valuation from the bank and they tell us this is what we want from this particular property. And then we have to work hand in hand with the bank, the let's call them the owner and, you know, uh, our buyers, because, you know, these properties, sometimes you find you don't want to be involved in this process as the owner. You become hostile, maybe you don't Mm. want to allow people to view. And so it's a a very delicate process when it comes specifically to properties. With vehicles, it's a lot easier because they collect the asset and it's at the bank site. But with properties, this is where, you know, research comes into play from a buyer's perspective, because from the seller's point of view, the bank wants to sell this property and they're going to sell this property. So it may take some time, maybe dealing with the owner, trying to get access and those types of things, but eventually the property will sell. But from a buyer's perspective, you need to understand, are you dealing with a hostile owner? Because that will mean that you're getting access to the property after the auction may be difficult, where you have to wait for the eviction process. So we recommend that people do their homework as well, their research, and they communicate with the auctioneer to get all the details. Because instead of buying this property, let's say for you know to live in yourself you may use it as an investment opportunity where you say i don't mind waiting for six eight months until i get access i'll fix it up i'll rent it out i'll resell whatever the case may be because um the repossessed uh, properties you do get them sometimes below market value and you get very very good uh, um i wouldn't say deals but mm. very good value okay yeah, on the auction. so here's what i've never understood with the auctioning of uh, an asset that still belongs to uh, the creditor. What are they auctioning? So let's say you've paid your bond. You had a one million rand house and you worked really hard and you were able to pay up to 400,000 rand, uh, up to 600,000 rand. So there's an outstanding 400,000 and you're struggling to repay 400,000. Is that property going to auction at 400,000 or is that property going to auction as one million? So the value is the value of the property. So it's what it's what the bank has evaluated the property to be worth. So that would be if it's one million, they're going to try and sell the property for one million. Okay, and then from that one million, recoup the four hundred thousand outstanding. Correct. And give you what? So basically, it's a negotiation between the bank and the owner. So you have to be, you know, a willing participant in the process because a lot of the time people fight and it ends up at the point where, you know, the the property diminishes in value and what the bank is actually able to sell it at is less than what, you know, the the valuation Mm -hmm. is. And so there is, um, you know, a mechanism or an allowance for the, the, the buyer sorry, the owner, to get back uh, um, some 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 um, uh, capital. But if you're not a willing participant in the process, then you're not going to be able to maximize right. that. Okay. So let's talk about strategies. When is it a great time to take what you own to auction? When is it a great time to bring it to the official market? And uh, what are interesting things to bring to auction? Um, I think in terms of auctions, you don't want to sell a vehicle or, or an asset when it's on its last legs. You still want to sell something when it's got value in it or perceived value. Um, so don't, if you're an operator and you want to defeat vehicles, don't run them until they're dead, you know, to sell them. Leave some value in there so we can maximize your return. Same with the, uh, the property. If you want to sell your property on auction, um, don't wait until, you know, it's absolutely dilapidated. On If you can, maybe uh, invest some funds. Just fixing up some minor 
um, um, aesthetics, but you can also maximize value. So I think you need to be able to uh, understand that buyers want to perceive value in your assets. So don't run down your assets to where you know the perceived value is very, very low. Oh, I think. I've really enjoyed this conversation unless there's something you want to say, but uh, it's been really enlightening for me personally. I'm so glad. Um, I think a parting shot for me would be that, you know, I, I would encourage people to look into auctions uh, and not to be intimidated by the process, not to be afraid of the process. Um, we are available at Dirani Auctioneers. That's www.dirani.tirani.tirani.tirani.tirani.tirani.tirani.tirani.tirani.tirani.tirani.tirani.tirani.tirani.tirani.tirani.tirani.tirani.tirani.tirani.tirani.tirani.tirani.tirani.tir